All right, well, welcome back to another re-education experience podcast uh, with me, Darren Langill. Today, I have another guest with me by the name of Brad McCallum. Brad's uh, a local agent in my market. I've known him for about four years and I've seen him come into the industry. He actually interviewed at our brokerage years ago. I've seen him launch into the luxury, into the video uh, side of this business and just completely dominate with it. Um, He's one of those guys that if you're on YouTube, you're going to find him. If you're on Instagram, you're going to find him. Again, he's also at our company, Real Broker. So he's he's been able to use this personal branding mission that has been driving a ton of consumer uh, success over now into the agent community and has just friends everywhere. Um, and this man is one to listen to. So I'm really honored that we finally got to sit down and talk about his personal branding video journey. And, uh, you know, he's learned a lot. And uh, in this episode, it's about 45 minutes, a really good sense for what you should be doing uh, as you're trying to build some video into your business. And you'll also learn to say, well, okay, if I'm going to do it, uh, where should I put my energy? Where should I put my focus from a guy who's been there, done that, and has a three or four year run ahead of a lot of us who are just trying to really start building up our channel. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks a lot for having me on here, buddy. I'm so glad to finally be invited. <laughs> hey, come on now. I did invite you a long time ago, but uh, maybe I didn't follow up as hard because, I mean, you you get a lot of publicity anyway. So Listen, this is real estate, man. It's all in the follow-up. That's, that's yeah. a fact. <laughs> so I'm, for- glad to be on. I'm glad to be on. So, I mean, you know that this ends up on YouTube. My channel is not anything special, but more so the audio gets pulled and put into the podcast land. So for those listening and not seeing, the voice you're hearing on the other end here is Brad McCallum, and he's a Calgary agent just like myself. Um, but he's kind of known everywhere. So uh, it, because of his influence for a lot of things, like today we'll dive into things you know that he generally likes to talk about YouTube, personal branding, now short form content. And he's built a team, luxury real estate, and a lot of stuff Brad uh, could share too. So we'll go down a bunch of these things. But I think more than anything, he's known for his hair, um, his <laughs> his glasses, uh, his his wife and family, they're much prettier than him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can, and of course, I can that agree. other production stuff no uh, all that aside he's also an incredible figurehead within real broker a company that we're both at so um anyways buddy welcome welcome to the show hey, thanks a lot for having me and for the very kind introduction i appreciate it <laughs> there you go that's right and i guess maybe the other thing was just for your beautiful backdrops and everybody tries to mimic so oh the studio yeah i appreciate that yeah. yeah i mean we could go a lot of directions on this I wanted to start with YouTube because again, it's one of those things that hits you hard and you speak on, you're on a lot of stages speaking to this. Um, what does somebody starting out saying, cause we've all set business, well, most of us have set business plans for 2023. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are trying to find video to be more a part of their journey. Yeah. And if they're exploring YouTube, I mean, what did should somebody know as they're going to enter this world? Like, I mean, if, if they're getting excited, you know, the clock's going to turn to the new year and oh my God, you've been through this journey. What, what could you share off the top of your mind as, as someone who's going to start out? Yeah. Okay. So I, when you start a new platform, any new platform, it's easy to go off and look at all the different, you know, sort of conventional wisdom 
on what you should be doing. And so agents are famous for bogging down on the little details. And so uh, early on, you'll think, okay, well, I need to have my channel art perfect and I got to get my thumbnails perfect. I got to do my keyword research perfect, like all these different things. But ultimately at the end of the day, um, all YouTube cares about is if you make content that's interesting. Mm. And if it's interesting, that means that people will click on the thumbnail and they'll watch it for a period of time. And usually that targeted period of time is somewhere between 40 and 55%. Um, so if you can get an audience to watch it for that long, that's usually a good sign that uh, what you're creating has got some use or some utility to, to YouTube. YouTube doesn't care about the Kardashians. It doesn't care about Mark Rober. It doesn't care about Mr. Beast. All it cares about is that when people watch their content, they watch for a long enough period of time that YouTube's able to show them ads and commercials because that's what YouTube is, is an ad platform. And then on top of that, they care what people do after watching Mark Rober and Mr. Beast and all these other people, because if they continue to watch more Mark Rober and Mr. Beast, they can continue to watch or show them more uh, advertisements. And then the same thing is true of after watching Mark Rober, you then go on and you watch three or four other science-based channels and you keep going, they still reward Mark Rober for being the beginning of that sort of search or that 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 video or viewer's duration. And so um, we get bogged down on the things that we try to optimize that don't matter, right? And ultimately, at the end of the day, a really bad thumbnail, if it's paired with really, really great information, it, it doesn't matter. People have to first click on the thumbnail or the title. So understanding like a couple of things that matter around that, very, very important. I built a 36,000 you know, uh, subscriber YouTube channel without having channel art the entire time. It was just like a photo of me and my wife and Melinda and my team from years ago. And uh, everyone was telling you like, oh, no, you got to get this perfect art up there that tells people what's in it and when you're going to release your videos and all these different things. And then others would say, you got to do keyword research and tag all of this stuff and you should include this stuff. And we lose fact, like we lose sight on the goal of just creating content that the audience actually wants to watch. And so the only things to optimize on YouTube when you get started is just think about what is the most relevant topics to my ideal um, viewer. And so for me, I, I would say a good strategy for people to do is uh, if you want to create a, a YouTube channel and that, that channel is say based on something other than listing tours, like which is predominantly what I do on mine. Let's say you want to build a channel around moving to or living within your city or your community, something around real estate, you know, and your town. What you would do is you would go to Google and you would type in the search bar, Calgary, and then real estate. And then you'd scroll down that first page and halfway down that first page, it would say, people also ask. And then there'll be four or five questions that people are actually physically typing into YouTube asking a question of YouTube that's related to your search term of Calgary real estate or moving to Calgary or living in Calgary or Calgary cost of living. And it'll say, you know, what is the most number one question that people are asking right now? Well, the number one question is, are home prices dropping in Calgary? Are home prices dropping in Austin? Are they dropping in New York City? Because that is the most relevant search term right now. So if you're curious about starting a channel, what you want to do is have a piece of content that answers the most relevant question out there. And so Google will provide you what people are asking. And it's always optimized for the viewer or for the uh, for the search goers uh, interest. So if you can create content around that, 
all of a sudden you've got something great. Then from there, that relevant content, all you want to do is optimize it for it to be seen. So that is going to be based on um, uh, sort of how you lay out the video. So there's a bit of a hook. There's a few elements of what happens next. You include some elements of what's the pain that the viewer might experience if they were to not get the right information, right? Yeah. Um, what's the the worry that they might have if they were to act being uninformed, right? Because that's usually a more driving force, like the, you know, the pain of overpaying for a house, the pain of buying at the wrong time, the pain of, of not knowing the full picture. So those are the kind of things you'd want to create. And then a really compelling thumbnail. And, and your title is obviously what people are writing into Google. Right. The title is obviously our home price is dropping in Calgary, Alberta. And, and so that's how you create relevant content. Um, so of all the different things that you could do, if you're starting a YouTube channel in 2023, all those other things are going to move the needle two or 3%, but creating content that's answering your viewers question. And that has a highly clickable, intriguing thumbnail with a title that essentially says what's in it for them, the value that's in it for them. That's how you build content and, and start to get seen in your market. I mean, so you kind of flipped it in the author the other way right you went not down like the educational value based you you went down all into production right yeah you went off the backs of your business and listing videos and went and carved out that niche now you've done that journey you've been there and now a big part of your lead based funnel comes as a magnet through your YouTube channel right that's now your Zillow leads that's now your paid yeah. lead in but it's not paid it's just paid in your energy and time yeah. I guess or videographer's budget but um but um so you've seen that journey if someone's going that path they need to know what it's yeah. likely a long journey. Is that fair to say? That's not like a quick turn to lead. YouTube flow. is is a long journey in general. Yeah. Um, but YouTube channels are allowed to have multiple buckets of content. And so that basically means that you can have one YouTube channel that, say, focuses around moving to Calgary, one bucket that focuses around market updates and, and relevant happenings in the economy, and one bucket that focuses around, say, listing tours. Right. And because all of them some, somewhat lead into each other, have some relevancy. Now, I started my channel um, not for the purpose of starting a YouTube channel. I started my channel by uploading a listing tour that I had made um, for a property I was selling. It was actually for my dad. And uh, I uploaded that video and I just wanted it, it just had to live somewhere online that, that people could find it. And so I accidentally stumbled upon uh, YouTube as being a business because YouTube was really just meant to be a host uh, right. for my business. Um, but the reason I went that path in the beginning four or five years ago, when I started doing these things versus say informational stuff is that I, you know, I'd read the same books as everyone else. Um, like I heard the things that everyone else said, like the million dollar real estate agent and, you know, by Gary Keller and the idea that you have to list to last in this industry. I wanted listings. And we were also at a time in our market where Calgary was in a pretty deep recession and about two thirds of homes that came to the market weren't selling. So the opportunity for me was to basically come in and sometimes be the second or third listing agent on a property that hadn't yet sold. Um, and oftentimes I wasn't even getting a price adjustment, 
the only thing that I could do to move the needle was bring more exposure to the property. That was the only thing. And so when they saw the property, they felt something for it. They were emotionally more tied to it, or they felt like they understood it. So at a time when they were fearful of the market and the market was going bad, or they're fearful of the economy or the recession, at least I could remove some of the fears by really helping be transparent about the value of that particular property. And so that relieved some of the fears. And so I started with listing tours on the idea that I wanted it to be something I wanted this to not be about building Brad McCallum's brand. I didn't want it to be, you know, YouTube's version of a bus bench or a billboard. Billboard. I wanted this to be something that if you worked with me, I could prov- provide you an unfair advantage when it came to marketing. Because 99% of all marketing that's experienced on a listing is three, four paragraphs on the internet describing the house where it's absolutely unvetted. You know, your 2010 renovation you know, new renovation is still newly renovated in 2023, right? Like, so everyone's got an open floor plan. Every home is stunning. The views are always incredible. So there is nothing to vet any of that stuff. So actually having a home that has those features, you can't even make it stand out in the paragraphs. Um, Then there's, then you got 50 photos. And the problem with, with the internet is that people don't take 50 actions in a row. You know, like if, if you want to capture cold lead gen, it's about removing friction for someone who clicks on your ad, right? Like you don't even want them to give you like your phone number and your email because if they have to do two things, it's like 80% of people bump off. Yeah. But what I wanted to do was I, I thought, okay, well, if instead what I can do is actually create people that become fans of the content, they get excited by it, they'll jump through hoops to reach out to me so they can work with me. Yeah. And, and and that was that was really the big uh, the big difference was I thought, wait a second, this gives me, in addition to the write-up, in addition to the photos, this gives me a unique value proposition with this video tour now, which will showcase the home even better. It will help stitch the home together the way the photos don't. Um, it will help people understand that. And so that means in some cases, we'll get more showings because people are excited. In some cases, we will get less showings because the people that do come out to see the home are highly motivated because they understand it. And I think we've all sold homes in Calgary that didn't have a bonus room. And if it wasn't clearly laid out in the photos and the description, you'd you'd get someone, a poor mom, cleaning up the house with her three kids, getting out on a Saturday after spending all morning. Someone walks into the house and they're like, oh, I didn't realize it was this layout. And they leave after six minutes. And that poor family you've been working with has spent their entire Saturday getting a house ready. And just because they didn't understand it. So for me, I think the cool thing about it is, is that I could feel good about the branding because it helped people actually sell their house. And then the- I I guess what you're saying is there's, you went down this path and it created a value prop for your clientele that was, you know, you know, we talked, you know, Tom Ferry talks about stacking the cool and there's like more and more things we can do to gain exposure over the next. So that might win you a listing presentation. It may bring in a lead and you do this over three years. It brings in lots of stuff. If you're using YouTube as a potential lead source and you're just starting out in the new year, it's probably fair to say that the informational based content that would trigger a search could more likely spill a could, could direct message to you, you know, because somebody's searching the YouTube out, you know, searching it as a platform, just like Google. And that could trigger somebody to say, why move to Calgary? Why move to Austin? Like, and that could be a quicker lead funnel. Fair to say? Absolutely. See, I mean, the thing that we always forget as agents is that nobody wants 
a realtor, yeah. right? Like we, like a seller does not want a realtor. They just want a buyer so they can move on with their life. Right. And so same thing with a buyer. They, they don't want a realtor. They just want the house. Yeah. And so how can you be that, that, that person that bridges those two worlds together that's just it. Like, you know, Tom Ferry, and I don't even know if it was Tom that started it, but you know, they always did the idea of the no like, and trust thing. And it's, I know it's like an old trope in the real estate world, but the reality is, is like, how are you going to scale your no like, and trust? Right. And the easiest way to scale that no like, and trust is through digital uh, video, right? And, and yeah. having that opportunity for people to get to know your style, your brand, all that stuff. But the reality is about, you know, with like, if you're starting your YouTube channel, it's going to give you that ability to scale those conversations that you're having about real estate. It will never replace the actual in-person doing the deals, doing the transactions. It's always going to be just a way to warm up that conversation or develop someone who wants to work with you. So there's no more interviews with us and our team. It's all now pretty much like, okay, let's get to work. Let's do the business. And, um, but the scaling of the no like and trust is, is huge because it gives people a chance to understand that you're like them, that you're worried about the things that they're worried about, that you're concerned about the, those things, that you're empathetic, that you have humility. I mean, basically everything that the general public thinks of a realtor, the more you can break that down and show that you're transparent, you're empathetic, you're not high pressure, um, no better way uh, does like is there for you to communicate that you're their kind of people. And that yeah. is so much more impressive than the guy who's driving around in the $300,000 supercar, because that guy, people are thinking like, I don't know if I really want to contribute to that guy buying another supercar. Right. You know, that's, that's the reality of it, right? They want to be focused on their goal and, and the less of a distraction you can be personally in your brand, yeah. um, the less they will only think of you as someone who helps them versus someone who you're helping them reach their goals. Now you built an audience around those property tour based stuff and you did it as good as anybody's ever done it and continue, continue to. So if anybody wants to just have, you haven't seen Brad's videos, you just go see them, but you've also dropped the, the how to and the knowledge based stuff. And you found your voice in that way too. Um, and how was the traction going with that? Cause again, I mean, I'm in your market, I I'm competing with you in those videos and it'd yeah. be interesting to know from a, I love following the video tours, the million yeah. dollar tour type model, which is what you created. It's flipping to, hey, now, hey guys, I'm, I'm actually got something to say too. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. has that transition gone? I would assume it's gone really well. I mean, it has gone really well. Um, it's actually something that I would say, if anything, the imposter syndrome has been the biggest thing that uh, held me back from going all in on that. Either the feeling like, you know, maybe what I have to say isn't so special or unique or is even worthy of some viewers time. Um, but now the longer that I've done it, the more comfortable I am in those conversations and, and, uh, the more comfortable I am in, in kind of sharing at least my thoughts or opinion on it. And what I've found out is that, it, you know, like I'm not a spreadsheet guy. I'm not a backend office guy. I'm not a CRM guy. I'm not a database guy. Um, but I do know my numbers really well. And so I can, you know, hang with clients in those meetings about what's happening in the economy, how current trends are going to be affected. I'm, I stay very much up to date on all that kind of stuff. And I realize, like, okay, I'm seeing popular stuff happening in the media, saying one thing or growing people's fears on, on certain aspects. And I, I can take and I feel like I can, you know, every good agent gets to a point where they feel like they can read through all of that stuff and, and get distill like a crystallize a truth of something that's highly likely to happen. And 
I've, I found there's been a few points in my career now where I've, I've seen that. And I thought, you know, I'm going to make a video around that. Um, recently, I've been doing a little bit more of it. Um, it The response has been really, really high quality, as in it immediately generates business, like immediately, because it's somewhat newsworthy and timely. Um, and because, you know, just the nature of the talking head stuff going, you know, relative to like current, uh, the economic conditions, that's timely. So it's like, it doesn't have the same long traction of like, no one's watching a, a two-year-old $7 million home tour. Um, like people are still watching that tour, but they're not watching a two-year-old market update. You know, they're no. not watching a two-year-old like, hey, this is what happened in December of 2022. So um, there, it's a different thing. It's like kind of understanding a different uh angle to YouTube. But what I found is that there's a lot of through lines between the video tours and the talking head content. And usually what it comes down to is still sharing my own personality and still comes down to storytelling. And right. so I look at the people who do it really, really well. And I think like, I'm not going to win on a purely analytical basis. Um, I'm not going to probably want to consume that content, but I like I like telling the story of what of how it's impacting people in the market. I love talking to the, the fears so they understand that um, I'm empathetic to that situation. And then I want to bring to light some stuff that they might not be considering without telling them that this is the one thing that they should do or that they shouldn't do. And so that's related to a lot of people just reaching out and saying, hey, I saw that, that video. I was immediately ready to distrust it or hate it or dislike it or comment on it because you're a realtor talking about what a, if people should be buying or selling right now. But I watched the video and the messaging was very even handed. And so I would encourage all agents to do that um, when they create their content, create it from the perspective of really at the end of the day, people are looking for someone that's worried about the things that they're worried about and and then and be empathetic to the fact that you don't know everything, but just, hey, this is what I see, uh, what I'm seeing play out and this is why. And so if you can tell stories around that stuff, um, you'll start to attract a bit of a tribe and, and you'll build that trust. Yeah, for sure. I've experienced that too. And you're right, two things. If you're going to go down that relevant and timely market update world, data is relevant to 99% of the people, yeah. but it is the context and the story and why it matters. And again, YouTube is really awesome because people are typing in specifically what they're wanting, which means they're likely in consideration. They're very likely, you know, thinking yeah. of buying or selling. So they're already further down the funnel. Great news. Yeah. But there also is a huge body of people that just want to stay informed. Right. Yeah. And again, if you're going to go down that path, they're going to want to see informed and then formed again next month and then next month and you in our next quarter. So if yeah. you're going down that journey, you're going to have, which is cool. You get to rinse and repeat and learn what's landing with folks and how to continue telling a story, which probably should be the story you start to learn how to share in front of your clients in person anyways. A hundred percent. And I think this is the one thing that people have found, like the, one of the off, like the weird benefits of creating content is that we have are having these conversations all the time anyways. And so it it I think even as team leaders, like when you run a weekly team meeting, it it actually makes you stay up to date. It keeps you accountable because you're accountable to more than just yourself. So you're accountable now to your team to have some insight, yeah. something to share. So they're always armed and ready to go out and work with the general public. Same thing with your content creation. It gives you an ability to an accountability to an audience that's now looking to you as someone they trust. So if you don't actually deliver and keep, you know, keep up with your content creation, 
they're actually going to go to somewhere else. Or they worry even worse. They feel like maybe they've misplaced their trust um, with you. They were relying on you for a while and now they've went somewhere somewhere else. But the other big reason for agents that are looking to, to either build their personal brand, a YouTube channel, their Instagram, their TikTok, whatever it might be in 2023, is that um, it's like I always tell people like it is, it's just not too late. There People make room for great content, for great information. The market does always. And the reason you want to do it is because if you look at, say, Calgary, for example, from the listing tour perspective, like what do we have now? We've got like Alan and Tyler and Rylan and just probably 50 agents doing these these quick 20 second home tours on TikTok and Instagram, right? And there's massive saturation into that space. You look on YouTube and there are so many people doing home tours and listing tours and all that stuff. And a lot of it were agents that have been around but successful for years that have brought that in. And I, I'd like to think in the beginning, some of those people had to almost in response um, to the fact that people were saying, seeing my videos and saying like, hey, um, we're going to work with you, but like, we'd love for you to do a Brad McCallum style video. And okay. so I, I think it's it's kind of cool, but the offshoot of all of this stuff is you need to build an audience. So for me, if the only value proposition I had to offer people was that I did video now, my my value would be very, very diluted by all the other creators that are out there. Right. But the consistency of continuing trying to invest in creating high quality content that's entertaining and engaging, not always successful at doing that, by the way, but when I try to do that consistently, and I've done that now over a period of a long period of time, over years, the benefit of that now is that I have a large audience. And now that audience is something that's leverageable when I'm on listing presentations, because now it's just like, hey, listen, this other guy does great content. His videos could even be better than mine. But if it's saw 8,000 times versus 15,000 times, I'm going to argue that it's 20 times more likely for us to expose your home to a potential buyer or seller, right? And so because of that, we, it's not just the quality of the video. It's not just the short, you know, our marketing plan and, and the short form video that we constantly use to keep letting your property be in front of our clientele over the months to come, even if it doesn't sell in the first week or two. We can keep reminding people, hey, we've got this great piece of property by giving them some entertaining or educating content around it. But now we have this audience of you know seventeen or eighteen thousand people on Instagram and six or seven thousand on TikTok and thirty six thousand on YouTube. We've got these audiences that we can actually actually leverage that a level of exposure that other people that haven't built those brands or that are starting today don't have. Um, so the question how is, do you, how do you how do you tell an agent that it's going to take you three years to build that audience or two years? And how, how does somebody like start to be like, oh God, that I love that idea that Brad's sharing because yeah. I'd love to have that value proposition, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, how do you just, how does somebody go through that knowing there are people like you that have, are three, four years ahead of them and every market has this, right? Yeah, um, I would say two things. Look at someone like um, a couple of these young guys crushing it with TikTok tours. Like the reason they can go in and do that is because there's a door that was left open for them. They were willing to do the work and the calls on a regular basis to all these different properties, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times a week. That is not something I'm interested in doing anymore. There's a ton of agents out there making three, four, 500,000 plus a year in GCI. 
have no interest in doing video or marketing, right? Yeah. There are plenty of agents that are going to try it for two or three or four months and give up because they're not going to have it. So the question I always ask people is, first off, like, are you going to need money in three years? Like, if you're going to need money in three years, <laughs> right, then you should probably do it. It's like same thing with working out. It's like, hey, I've been working out for years. I don't have abs. Do I want to have mobility and good health in three years? Well, I'm going to continue to work out regardless. I want the benefits of that that come with it. And so creating content, the advantage for the agent that doesn't have a channel, that's newer, that's getting into the industry, is they have the one thing that busy agents don't have. They have time. And that time is an opportunity for them to hone their craft, to build their brand, to start getting out there. And the cool thing about it is, is that like, in the beginning, you know, you're trying to make your first fifty or sixty thousand dollars in your first year of business. Maybe you're fortunate you make eighty or ninety thousand. But we all know, like, that is if you're making eighty thousand a year, you're likely not truly working full time in real estate. Like right. you're in the wrong career. If you're working forty hours a week with clients actively out searching, helping them sell or buy, it, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. So what are you doing with the rest of that time? Are you constantly plugging yourself into masterminds and calls with people who are smarter than you? Are you trying to put yourself in proximity of people who are running the business that you want to run? Are you trying to um, learn, read, watch, consume content from guys like Tom Ferry and Gary Keller and the top industry leaders who are creating all this free content on the internet for you to go and consume? And then are you watching other content creators and seeing what's working in other markets and looking for opportunities in the, the real estate space to emulate some of that style of content and find a room for yourself. There is so much opportunity to be right. mastering these, these small things. And it just depends on how you want to build it. And for me, the day that everything changed was when I realized, you know, if I go knock 50 doors, um, at the end of those 50 doors, the second that that last door knock uh, ended and no one came to the door, now I'm relying on them like, you know, taking my door hanger or my postcard or my handwritten note or whatever it is and calling me. And and I'm trying to think of like, I don't even know open stuff from the government. Like, so I'm like throwing away 99% of all the stuff that comes in and just into the trash. So I'm like, wait a second. So if all my efforts are going to be quantified in two hours of door knocking, why don't I spend that two hours creating a piece of content that when I go to bed tonight can still get consumed, can get watched. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Two years ago, you know, eight minutes or eight hours out of every 24 hour day, my content was being consumed, whether I was sick, whether I was out with other clients, whether I was on vacation, whether I was sleeping, whether I was with my family yeah. now, 25 minutes out of every real time minute is being consumed of my content. So what that means is I'm getting 25 days worth of cold calling and door knocking happening every 24 hour day. And that's a, a wild thing for my business. Now, it probably doesn't work as good as 25 uh, days worth of one-on-one -on -one conversations with clients sure. in your market, if you could do it that way, but who's got time for that? Right. Like this is all meant to serve our lifestyles and our lives. And either way, you have to keep doing something to get more business. And if you've got, yeah. you know, great sphere based touch points and the very traditional touch points, either way, three years from now, you're still having to do them. Yeah. Right. You're still having to do something and something to just keep yeah. this baby going. So, I mean, yours is what you're saying is it's 
Yeah, it's a lot of effort. Yeah, it's a long journey. Yeah, there's consistency involved, but it's also living beyond the action itself. Yeah. Right. And we're so beyond at this point, it being a question about whether or not people should be doing video. We're sure. so beyond wondering whether or not personal brands really work or or the brokerage that you're attached to. Like, like I, I love Real. I'm really happy to be here. Um, but Real, EXP, Remax, Coldwell, Royal LePage, Sotheby's, none of the brokerages matter. People work with people. Yeah. And so if you're not putting yourself, um, if you're not building your name and reputation in your community, you're you're dying. You're losing business to people who are. And I always give this, I, I used to run a renovation and design company. And for 15 years, I've worked with the same trades day in, day out. These were my guys. They would come and work Sunday afternoons, Sunday evenings for me to take care of my clients, to get the job done. These are people that I absolutely loved. They bled for me. I bled for them. And we got these jobs done. However, I get into real estate. A year down the road, someone reaches out to me and they say, hey, who's your plumber? Well, my plumber doesn't have an Instagram account, doesn't have social media, right? It's actually kind of fumbly to, to get the contact information from him over to them. He's been loyal to me for 15 years. And who do I recommend? I recommend Lumberjack Plumbing because at some point along the way, he commented on some of my stuff. I followed him back <laughs> and I'm seeing him every day in my feed. And so the person that's top of mind is Lumberjack Plumbing. I have no idea if they offer good service. I have no idea right. if they're great to work with. Nothing. All I know is that someone wanted something from me and as a referral, as my way to communicate like, hey, I care about you. I'm going to try to connect you with someone. Lumberjack looks like they're worth a call. Fair enough. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Well, I'm going to hit you up with some short answers. Yeah, okay. It's it. hard for you to do this sometimes. I know. I know. It's very tough. So this is my, and I know we're short on time too. So this is good time. It, it, it's this sequence that I run and everybody through custom to them called what matters most. Yeah. Okay. You probably heard this a few times. So this might be hard long form versus this new wave of short form. If you were to put your bucket, where would you suggest someone go? Everyone's going to short form. And when everyone zigs, I think it's always wise to zag. So there's going to be less competition in long form these days. There you go. Camera quality, like what you and I have, yours yeah. is better than mine, versus consistency with the camera. Mm. Uh, yeah, consistency is going to be um, perfection all the time. Love it. On camera face like yours is and mine versus off camera, just videos without the person in front. Yeah, there's no value to uh, moving pictures, slideshows. So you have to always be on camera if you want to build that trust. Get out front. You talked about this briefly, thumbnails versus high quality thumbnail versus high quality description and tags. Yeah, only thumbnail. Yeah. All right. If you're shooting video, we're talking about the how-to, the educational, the tutorial. Under 10 minutes or over 10 minutes when we're talking YouTube? Under 10 minutes. How about six, under? Six to eight minutes is a sweet spot for for talking head content. So this answer is under five or over five? You'd say over. I'd say over five. Um, once again, you're going to get uh, rewarded for uh, duration. I will say, though, don't make a four and a half minute video last seven minutes. If it's four and a half, release it at four and a half. And you, and you mean when the quality is done or there's nothing left good to say, don't just when stretch the value's it. Been, when the value has been delivered. Yep. Yeah. All right. TikTok versus Instagram. 
where you're seeing people's like ability to gain traction, i.e. gain business. Yeah. So I, I think there's a, there's TikTok um, is continually optimizing its algorithm is finding ways to pay back creators are doing so in a very poor way. And everyone else is trying to figure out how to catch up and capture um, creators will follow where the money goes. YouTube shorts is a spot that I think a lot of people are going to go to because YouTube has a way better um, incentive plan for how they can pay. Um, TikTok, though, if you want to get your name out there in front of tens of thousands of people, it's an amazing platform um, for organic reach. But I think a person needs somewhere to, if you're going to have that at TikTok, like their messaging, their inner, inner app messaging is really clumsy. So what you should be doing in your TikTok videos is having some funnel back to Instagram um, or back to your YouTube channel. It should be a platform that basically gathers awareness and then funnels it to something where they can form a deeper, more personal connection with you. What about this one? Like kick-ass music in your videos. You know, this is, we're talking back to uh, YouTube versus kind of improved editing, you know, like, you know, wicked transitions and stuff. So where do you find it hits harder? Uh, uh, everything I'd say the only thing that matters is energy. Like as, as you know, hippie as that sounds, people follow passion, energy, smiles, excitement. Um, so what's the thing that's going to get you most excited and jacked up and jazzed. And like, I love videos that have fun edits and that, you know, cool camera movements, but to not tie those to music, um, is a, is a bad thing. If you can tie great energetic music to those edits where the visual and the audio are on track with each other, there's a connection that people, that people feel there. So I'm kind of a little, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Sure. Importance of personal brand build versus personal production build. Which one comes first chicken and egg here, buddy? Yeah. So I actually, I do think a person has to become a competent uh, agent, a competent fiduciary before, um, you prioritize just getting your name out there and building your personal brand because we are representing people on massive transactions and assets. And it's yep. far more important that they get good representation than you getting a commission check. Fair. Love it. Paid lead gen versus agent to agent referral network. I mean, agent to agent referral network is the only thing a person should be really building. Um, paid lead gen should be as maybe a supplement to to your business to kind of yep. even out the highs and lows um, but the value of networking whether it's people in your community whether it's people in the agent community um it's just so massive i wish i would have learned it a lot earlier in life totally building out your sphere of influence and like mastery plan versus a wicked ass youtube uh channel i'll tell you what um i actually think the cool thing about a YouTube channel, um, like if you get like the cool thing about the guys who are blowing up on TikTok now or someone with like a YouTube channel like mine, it gives you a lot of business, which gives you a lot of grace to figure out what the heck you want to do with your life. Nice. Uh, right. But like I look at, say, sphere of influence stuff and you think, OK, what should Brad do? Brad should probably, you know, make a course or become an, a guru on how agents can do create more content and stuff. And the problem with that for me is is that um, I don't think there's a shortage of gurus in the industry, right? Um, but we do have a shortage of operators. In fact, Ricky Cruz said something brilliant the other day. He tweeted this. Um, and the tweet was, I've figured out the problem. People just don't want to work. 
And that is the problem. Like that really, really is the problem. People look at personal brand as a way to escape doing the work, right? To just get warm leads coming in and all that stuff. The problem is, is that it's like, it's all hard work. You just have to choose what business you want to build. You know, do you want to build a business that has more opportunities to scale? Well, then you should be building your, your personal brand. You should be building your, your audience channels, but all of that will leverage in to creating a, a deeper, stronger sphere of influence. Love it. What's your biggest concern, do you think, for agents in, in 2023? Like, what, what are we, what, what's the struggle that you think is, our industry is going to face? I think people are going to react way too late. Um, I think this is, you know, it's like the age old idea of like, when business is going good, people cut back on their advertising because they, they can't, they're like, oh, we can't handle any more business. This is great. Right. And then they turn on their advertising, you know, again, when they've got no business. And it's actually the, the opposite. And so I think, 2023 is going to bring a lot of challenges. I think we're going to work 25% harder to make 25% less money. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of agents that will fall out of the industry. A lot of agents have came in because of personal brand, TikTok, selling sunset, the glamour, the sports cars, all of that stuff. And they're going to be hit with the reality that they're going to need to pick up another Best Buy shift because it, they're just not going to have the business um, or the acumen there to, to do it. So um or they won't put in the effort, right? They're not, well, they're not they won't put in the effort or they'll put it in the wrong things, right? You know, like I met with a great agent who said, you know what, I'm the most visible agent in my city. Just like a couple of weeks back, far and away, the most visible agent in the city. And I'm sitting at, at the table with another person that was there. And that other person had did $3 million in sales that day on three different transactions. And this kid's done six deals. And I'm like, man, I love you, but you don't get it. Like, it's not about brand. It's not about being celebrity. It's not about doing any of that stuff. It's like, how do these platforms allow you to serve more people? And at the end of the day, that's the, that's the real metric um, for your business, right? At the end of the day, like you could have millions of views. And I know a lot, plenty of agents like Zachary um, Faust in the States with Loft Realty. He's got 2 million followers on TikTok. If you were to ask him, hey, what's that worth? He'd say almost less than nothing. Because yeah, he's got tons of attention. Tom Ferry puts him in, on stages and all that stuff, but he does not have any way to monetize that audience um, for his team. So now he's using that to try to find out, be way more intentional with his messaging um, uh, in order to, to do so. It's a good problem to have. Most people would rather start with 1.8 million followers totally. and try to figure out how to turn them in. But it is, that is the reality of, of how this uh, this plays out. Well, man, I know you've got things to do. I got things to do. I could talk to you and I, I, you know, you and me, I've been done this long enough. I love, I'm curious and I always like to like dig and pull the stuffs out of you. So I appreciate your time today, my friend. Uh, we'll have you on again to, as a follow-up. So uh, again, thanks for being on the Reeducation Experience podcast, my friend. And um, well, you go crush your day. And thank you, man, for all the work that you do. You're out there creating so much content, so much value for agents. Like I love that we're partnered at Real. I love that we get to do this stuff. I think this is what the agent needs or what the community needs more than anything else. Um, in 2023, if agents want to survive, they need to collaborate. They need to be together with other agents, solving problems and stuff. And so I think this kind of content is awesome, man. Thanks for all the work you do on it. Amazing. I mean, couldn't have said it better. It's the ones that survive in the shift and the shift is not here for a minute. It's here for a while. Yeah they need to find a tribe. They need to network. They need to connect. It, it can be brand agnostic. Who cares? But like yeah. get together and work together. Cause like yeah. you said, and Brad said, 
it's going to be harder to get more deals. More deals are going to fall apart. More clients will not get approved. More listings will follow withdrawal pass and will waste more energy than we ever have to get a commission check. So find some people that can support that and get together. So again, great way to leave the show. Talk to you later, my friend. See, See you, everybody, next time. Take care.